Hey there. Today is our final episode in the four episode series on relationship building tips for your business. And if you missed the first three episodes, I highly recommend you go back and check them out, but you can do that later because you don't have to listen in a particular order. But in the first episode, I did cover some really foundational tips that you can apply anywhere in your business or your life. So I encourage you to check that out. Welcome to The Inspired Way, the podcast and leaders community for heart-centered women with a big vision and drive to make a difference in the world. This podcast is for you if you're ready to create rapid results and flow in your life, business, or career. I'm your host, CJ Rivard, with over 25 years in executive leadership. I bring practical business and leadership advice combined with personal growth strategies, energy alignment, and manifestation techniques to help conscious female leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs live their most expansive and abundant life. Join us weekly for actionable tips and insights from myself and the brilliant guest experts I interview to help you create aligned success. Visit theinspiredwave.com for more free resources and information. Now is the perfect time for you to take aligned action toward living your soul's purpose. And I'm so excited you're here. And today, we're going to be diving deep into your professional relationships that exist outside of your business. So let's get started. So I believe there are two different types of professional relationships that you want to intentionally be developing, and they're both really important. The first one we're going to talk about today is your professional network. And I know when you hear the word network, you may think of networking in not a fun sense. It's got kind of a bad reputation from people who don't know how to network. Basically, this is not running around a room, handing out your business card to as many people as possible, or the online equivalent, trying to DM as many people as possible. That's not what it is. This isn't a numbers game. It's about developing relationships because people you know, just having come across your name does absolutely no good. You want to develop that no like, and trust factor. So, and yes, when you network, there is the added benefit sometimes of receiving new customers or clients, maybe someone you've met, or getting referrals, which is just gold, because you've developed that relationship. People know, like, trust you, And so then they remember you and they refer their friends and family members to you. That is brilliant and, you know, a great benefit from networking, but it's not the only reason you want to do it. One of the things that you would also benefit from is increasing your visibility and growing your personal brand. Now, even if you aren't in a quote unquote personal brand business, you do have a personal brand. You are, you know, the leader, CEO, founder of that business. You have a personal brand and you want people to know, like, and trust you and develop that relationship 
with your business, whether it's a personal brand business or not. You also, one of the, some of the great benefits that can come out of networking is exchanging ideas and resources with like minds. And also one of my favorite benefits is some of the opportunities for great collaborations that come up. It's just amazing if you're open to it, but you never know where they're going to come from. So you do have to get out there and start creating new relationships and meeting people. So networking can be done these days. We're really lucky. It can be done both in person and online. And no matter what type of business you have, I encourage you not to exclude one of those. Some types of networking or places to network may resonate more than another. But just because you have, say, a locally based business doesn't mean that there may not be some online options for you, especially now, post-2020, that work better because of the time frame involved. As an example, there may be some great online opportunities for you. And likewise, if you have more of a global online business, that doesn't mean you should exclude the whole concept of networking locally because you could make some great connections locally that will just expand your network globally. (laughs) You just never know where and how you may meet someone. So I encourage you to consider a range of opportunities and see what resonates and feels right for you. So I want to share some of my top tips quickly. And the first one I've already alluded to, so we won't spend a ton of time on this. But my first tip is you do not want to go into a networking situation with the idea that you're going to quote unquote, get clients or customers, because that is the wrong energy. You're going in there with a taker's energy and people can sense that. And it's probably putting a lot of pressure and making you feel heavy that you have to go do that. You don't. Networking is a process and it involves creating relationships, which you can do without the pressure of, oh, I'm going to go get a client today. So I highly encourage you not to look at it that way because there are a lot of benefits that can come out of networking. And yes, clients and customers can be one of those, but you don't know where they're coming from. So it's really a good idea to just stay open to possibilities and get to know people and go into it with the idea of who can I meet who's interesting and how can I serve them? You know, go into it with the servant's heart And I don't mean serving as in giving them free services when you should be getting paid. I just mean, you know, who do you know you can connect them with or what free resources can you channel them to? There's always a way that we can serve others. And sometimes it's connecting them with our network, which is a great way to serve others and help more than one person at one time. So my next tip as you're going into networking with the servant's heart is to remember 
that your time's valuable and you still have to have boundaries and not overgive. I think this is a really fine line for the big hearted leaders that I tend to work with. You want to serve and you want to give, but you have to have boundaries. You don't have to be available for someone to quote unquote pick your brain in an area that you normally, it's your expertise and you should be getting paid for. Okay. So have boundaries and know that it's okay that not everyone is going to resonate with you and you don't have to continue to nurture and develop that relationship. That's okay. If somebody, and you'll sense this, if someone strikes you as just a taker, it's all about them, you know, me, 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 that kind of energy, you don't have to waste your time with them. You don't want to be rude, but you can gracefully disconnect yourself from that conversation and then not continue with it. Or if you're online, if people are, you know, cold reaching out to you and they clearly, you know, they're starting out just with a sales pitch, you don't have to accept those connections and have anything to do with them. You can, you know, block or ignore or delete the outreach. You don't have to waste your time because that person is not looking for a relationship. They're just looking to take. And that's the wrong energy and is not going to serve you. You want to connect with people who have more of that collaborative, reciprocal energy about them and approach things that way. And you enjoy and get charged up by speaking to and offering to help. You know, it's okay for you to get something out of this as well, even if it's not a customer or client. You want to feel good about the interaction and not drained afterwards. So my third tip is, especially when you are trying to figure out where to spend your time networking or trying to develop a professional network, you want to have a goal in mind. What type of people do you want to connect with? Is it your ideal target audience or is it more people in your industry with, you know, that would be like-minded and you might collaborate with, you know, have a goal so that it doesn't feel kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and you don't know when to call it quits. See, if you go into it with a goal, it's easier to discern, okay, this is a good use of my time. This feels good versus this isn't working. I should cut my losses and move on and look for a different type of environment. That's all totally okay. Because again, not every circumstance is going to resonate with you or every group of people is going to resonate with you. So my fourth tip is when you meet people that resonate, be sure to follow up right away. You know, we all have such busy lives and you could walk away from someone with the best intention and them as well. And yet it completely falls off both your radars to continue the conversation. And so you just met someone you really liked and resonated with, and you're both going to completely forget that you met each other if you don't do something quickly to follow up. 
So this is where the power of kind of a hybrid type of connection works well, because even if you met them in person, you can use the power of technology to follow up, whether it's phone, email, their favorite social media network. Be sure to reach out right away with whatever means they're comfortable with to stay connected. You can follow up with a resource that you talked about or they seem like they might be interested in. Or you could follow up with an invite for another short coffee chat to continue the conversation and deepen the relationship a little bit. And, you know, again, there's no one size fits all, but you want to be sure to follow up, stay connected, and then keep them in mind, you know, no matter what your rhythm is for following up with people, be sure they don't completely fall off your radar because, you know, it's not a one and done. Relationships take time to nurture. So my fifth point would be where to network. And I've already mentioned this a little bit. There's obviously a wealth of opportunities now. Even if you have a local physical location business, there may be opportunities for you to network with local people online. So you can do it after hours. You can do it without traveling. There's just a lot of opportunities out there. So think about where you would like to network and be discerning. And again, you can change it up if something doesn't resonate. That's okay too. You can join a group and then leave a group. You want to look for what just feels good and right to you, or you're not going to want to do it and you're not going to keep it up. So you can look into, as I said, local in-person networking opportunities, or it may not even be a networking opportunity. Maybe it's just a local event, but you know you're going to meet a lot. There's going to be a lot of people there that could be your ideal customer or just or other local business owners that you may want to meet. It doesn't have to be a quote-unquote networking event for you to meet people. So there's that. You could just get a little creative. You know, you could go to an event at your local library and meet some people that way and somehow benefit your professional network. There's events and conferences potentially in your industry or to do with topics that your ideal customers are interested in. Those are both great options and again, can be done possibly online or in person. And those both give different, there's different benefits to those two different options. And depending on how, what your circumstances and your budget are, you know, you may want to go in one direction versus another. Professional associations in your industry might be an option. And again, you're not, you know, you go into something like that, you're not going to meet potential customers or referrals probably, but you can meet people that really get you and your industry and have some great conversations, share resources and lift each other up, brainstorm, maybe collaborate. There's some great things that come out of just getting together with people that know your business really well. So anyway, those are some ideas. 
and certainly not all of the ideas. We haven't even talked about social media yet. So there's that. Lots of different platforms, lots of different ways to approach meeting people on the different platforms. When it comes to social media, I just want to encourage you, first of all, not to overwhelm yourself and try and be everywhere at once. Have a goal. Be intentional in the time that you spend if you are trying to meet people and broaden your professional network. And, you know, don't go down rabbit holes. If that's your purpose for being on social media, then stick to that and have a strategy that doesn't involve cold DMing. You know, I mean, if you're trying to start conversations, don't start with, I've got this thing, do you want it? That should go without saying, but I get outreach like that all the time. So it must be working for someone. I don't know, but don't do it. But you get the idea. Have an idea of why you're there. Be intentional in how you're using your time. And don't try and be everywhere. Be targeted in how you're spending your time. And if it doesn't feel right, it's not resonating, then don't do it. You know, again, you want to be showing up in the right energy from a place of service because people will sense that you're not when you're not. All right. So you get the idea. I would love to hear what your favorite places or ways to expand your professional network are, where you're finding success, what really lights you up to do in this area. Come on into our free Facebook group if you're not there already. Send me a friend request, connect with me there, and I would love to hear from you and we'll continue the conversation. The second area I wanted to talk about that you want to be intentional is building professional relationships outside of work that support you professionally. And this is different than a network where it's kind of synergistic. I'm talking about looking for support for you as a business owner or leader. I can't tell you the number of new or established business owners that overlook this important area. And they go years and years trying to figure everything out themselves rather than hiring a coach. Now, I know that different people have a different budget in mind. So there are hybrid situations. You might be able to get into a group coaching program which I offer as well as my one-on-one situations. But you want to get some help as soon as possible because you don't know what you don't know. So I've got a few things here I want to point out, whether you call it a coach or a business mentor, and they are a little bit different. There's some great benefits involved in getting that help as soon as possible. Besides encouraging you to think outside of the box and stay focused on the big picture, a coach can help you identify and work through blind spots. We all have them, and it's called a blind spot because you don't recognize it's there. So imagine what might be there getting in your way that you don't know is there right now because it's a blind spot, and how much faster you could move through that if you were able to identify it. 
The second area that's really helpful is accountability. Now, you can get this in other ways, but it's a really helpful benefit from having a coach because most of us do better with external accountability and there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of that. But it's also like a next level of accountability when you invest in yourself and your business. When you invest in yourself and your business, you are more likely to show up more consistently and do the things you say you're going to do to move the needle forward. It's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. And you show up more consistently. So it's a great kind of side benefit from investing in yourself. The third area that coaches can really help with is having a thinking partner. Even if you have a team to bounce ideas off of, there are certain things you can't and shouldn't discuss with them. And, you know, there may be certain things that you really can't and shouldn't discuss outside of the confidential container that you create with a coach or mentor. And there's always challenges in business. And, you know, understand that's normal. And it's just really helpful to be able to think through those challenges as well as new ideas and opportunities that come up because you just don't, it's harder to see from other perspectives if you only have your perspective to review it from. So that's a huge benefit as well. Other relationships that you may want to look for and develop beyond having a coach are accountability partners. As I said, you can get that in a few different ways and different types of makeups. And this is something we include in our membership. And mastermind partnerships. So we've already talked about accountability, but masterminds take advantage of the power of group creativity. There's just something that happens when you bring minds together, focusing on one problem. And that creativity that happens takes it to a different level than any of those individuals could get to by themselves because you feed off of each other. It's a really powerful process that you can't get by yourself But when you bring people, like-minded people together and everyone's focusing on one thing, it's just exponential what can come out of it. It's really, really exciting. And again, uh, we offer all of these different types of support in my different programs and services. So I encourage you, if this is resonating, to reach out to me. You can check out our website, theinspiredwave.com, or just find me on social media. Facebook's usually the easiest. Just look me up, CJ Rivard, send me a friend request, and we can have a short little conversation in the DMs, and I can help guide you to what might be the best fit for you, and I'd be happy to do that. So we've covered a lot in the last four episodes. And if I can recap, which with just a few short reminders, the first one would be when it comes to relationship building, you want to be intentional. 
relationships, yes, they just happen all the time, but they aren't as empowering as they could be until we're intentional about creating them and spending time nurturing them. The second is to really spend time developing your communication skills, your listening skills, one of the most important things you can do, and your emotional intelligence skills. Third is to lead with a heart for service. That doesn't mean being a doormat, have your boundaries, but be of service. That is the best way to create empowered relationships because people do sense and open up to your energy. And fourth is to remember that creating empowering relationships takes time and effort on your part to nurture. So as always, I would love to hear your top takeaways and anything that you would like to add to the conversation. Come on over to our Facebook group, look me up and join the conversation. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you being here today and I hope to connect with you soon. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to take your growth, success, and manifesting skills to the next level while being supported by an encouraging sisterhood, I invite you to join the Rising Tide. Membership is now open and there's a link in the comments. Together we rise.